Hello, loyal viewers. Hello, loyal listeners. Hello, everyone on the internet. Welcome to our show. This is this is our first episode, can you tell? Welcome to Brass Band Cast, the podcast where you get to listen to us yabbering on. Hi, everyone who's still there. Welcome to the podcast. My name's Tim and... My name's Robin. We're really good at talking and this is a podcast about bands, brass bands. Concert bands and pipe bands. We're just going to do... This is a podcast, a little bit of test, releasing an episode a week is our aim yep. over like the next eight weeks. Yep. It will be so fun. All right. People are like, what is your podcast about? Everyone's asked me, what, what is that podcast about, Tim? Well, it's about life and it's about music and it's about bands, really. It's about brass bands and playing in a band or conducting a band or a concert band, pipe band. It's really for people who play in bands, I think. If you play in a band, you may find this interesting. Maybe if you don't play in a band and want to play in a band, you'll find this interesting. Maybe you just like the sound of our voices. Voices. Voices, voices. All right. And our structure, our structure for each week will be will be just like a band same. contest. Hmm? It'll be the same each week. It'll be the same each week. We're going to have special guests on. So if you want to be on our show, you could email us and maybe even be on our show. If you're an interesting person, conductor, player, you might play, you know, the flute, all the bagpipes, all the drums. Da-da-da. Or you might be an adjudicator. Composer adjudicating or composing more interested in bands and we'd love to hear from you so you can email us at our email address which is awesome at brassband.com okay we'll send you the email address all right so every week we're going to be interviewing people but this week we'll interview each other so you know who the hell we are you might know who tim is but you probably don't know who i am unless you've seen me be loud yeah great point robin robin who are you? Who am I? Hi, everyone. I'm Robin, and I've been around town for a bit, but coming back on the scene, I had a couple of kids. I had to kind of dip out there for a while. No one saw me for a bit, but I'm back. I'm back, baby. Kids are out of nappies. When you say you're, you're back, you're back, what do you play? I play the euphonium and Noxwin V, and I conduct Burundara Harmony Brass, which is a D-grade band, and I occasionally play in... Burundara Normal Brass, they're just called Burundara Brass, Euphronium, and I occasionally play percussion with Danny Nom. So I'm all around town. And Tim and I met through MISB back in the day. We should tell our history. Oh, we should. Yeah. Melbourne Youth Symphony Band in... Ken Waterworth was our conductor in... And he... And then Marty McCauley conducted us. Oh, I can't remember. A lot of people did. Andrew Mavers was even there for a while. Yeah. So we played, we met in MISB, we went to the con together. I got roped into playing with hmm? Melbourne University of Music. We, I got roped into playing with Footscray Yarraville by Richard Lovejoy, who's still in the band. He must have been in the band for like 30 years now. Hi, Richard. Oh. Hi, Richard. Um, and I played in Footscray for about six months and then I roped Tim in. Uh-huh. And then you are still there. You're like incredibly loyal. No, well, I'm still there. And I, yes. I, well, I, I don't play anywhere else. And sometimes I still go back there. But I'm going to play with Footscray at Nationals this year. It's going to be fun. I play I play the tuba. The tuba. Everyone knows that, right? No? Tim plays the tuba. So we were in the low brass crew together. For about five years, I, I moved to Burundara Brass because of a boy. It's always a boy, isn't it? And what a boy. What a boy. Yeah. And now I am happily married and with three kids. 
Um, Burundara is full of married people. It's quite a fun band. So super fun. Yeah, everyone found their uh, their life partner there. And is uh, Burundara looking for new members? No, I don't think. I think they're jam packed full of a lot of lot of women with babies. So they're always like, "I'm too pregnant to play," and then, but they just won't leave. No one leaves once you're in. You're in for life. I've heard around the traps that like all of the A grade bands around Melbourne are super full. Like I know Footscray is chocolates, and apparently Darabin's pretty full, and Glen Ferret. Glen Yeah, well, it's because there used to be five, and then there were four. So yeah, well, I reckon it's on the up. Bands are on the up. We had our COVID downturn, and now we're on the up. Really? I, yeah, I think there's more people who want to play after COVID than pre-COVID. That's sort of why I went back to playing a bit more than I was before. Realised what they missed and kind of came back into it. Yeah, it's our warm and fuzzies. What else do we? We also sometimes play in Granger, don't we, Tim? We play in the Granger Wind Symphony with uh, the magnificent maestro Roland Young. But there's actually a rehearsal tonight because it's currently Wednesday the 31st of, J- of January and <laughs> Roland asked if we play and I said, oh, I can't, I've got to do a recording. Hi, Roland. Oops, sorry if Roland's listening to this. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, we just flit around Bantown. Oh, if you want a tuba or your friend, call us. We'll probably say yes and come to one rehearsal or do a gig. We love doing that. No, Tim won't. You'll play it. I'll say yes and I won't show up. No, I don't do that. I don't. Yeah, you don't. You generally don't agree to things you know you won't do. Yeah, that's just so you don't respect that. We play in brass bands. Mm-hmm. We play in concert. And I've done, I do a bunch of like video streaming of stuff, in case you didn't know, and check that out. But I also video stream the pipe band competitions with the bagpipes and the drums, which is like, there's no tubers or low brass in that. But it's a surprisingly similar culture of like community-minded musicians who enjoy what they do and get together and give it a go and sound as good as they can. And they do like concerts and competitions just like woodwind people or brass people. So we'll try and do a little bit of pipe band stuff. Have a pipe band? Always. Dress so beautifully. We always look so scummy compared to a pipe band. They just like shine their shoes and stuff, don't they? Yeah, what, what do you wear for uniform? Like, oh, they just wear not like whatever blacks I get from Kmart, you know? Uh, we have a, like an orange tie that we're getting rid of because we didn't have enough and we had to share them around and that's like just a bit sad. So, you go, you're uh, a, got a jacket, a nice jacket. I do like a jacket on a band. I think all bands should have jackets. Oh, that's one of our questions in our. In our question thing. Oh, we're cross-referencing. Anyway, we finished our warm and fuzzies. That's the hymn. As their own choice is talking about ourselves. Have we talked about ourselves enough, do you think? Oh, people are probably really interested in us. Oh, how about you? Why did you play the tuba? What's, like, what's your real beginning story? Oh, well, I was going to school. So I, I managed to do high school. I reckon I was in year 10 or year 11. And... The school band got to go on a band camp for the Gold Coast, and two of my sisters were in the band, and I was exceptionally jealous. So when they came back, I asked the band director, dude, can I join? What do, you, what, what do I have to do to join the band? Because I want to do fun stuff. And he said, you should play the tuba, because you're kind of big, and so is that. And then I took it home, and then I came back, and I could play it. Tuba's really easy. Doesn't doesn't take much. Yeah, you just need someone strong to lift it. I'll play the tuba if it's like so heavy. I lived near close to the school, so like I didn't have to take it very far, so I just walked to school with a tube, I didn't have to put on a bus. So it was sort of evolution, I guess. Selection of the fittest. <laughs> what about you, Robin? Why did you start on euphonium? Why did I play the euphonium? Uh, I started on trombone and that was pretty fun, but 
For some reason, I kind of, oh, I just like the phone in my thought that'd be easy because it had buttons. Trombones is like a little bit of hard work with the moving of the arm. I'm pretty lazy. But I also wanted to go and like, yeah, so that made me, that ruled out the tuba. They do those tests. When I was in year seven, I don't know if it's scientifically proven, they like sit everyone down and they do this like hearing like test and they play all these sounds and they say, which sound do you like? And you do this like, you put your answers in and then they set, they pick your instrument based on that. But I'm pretty sure it was a complete scam and they just wanted a well-balanced band without 25 saxophones in it. I don't know. I'm going to have to ask a teacher from the 90s if that was a real, like, bona fide test. We might have to get someone on. But anyway, and they were like, you're a 12 out of 12 for the tuba. I'm like, it's too heavy. So they gave me front instead, <laughs> which I liked. It had buttons, and it's really like the euphronium was a real sweet spot in band where you didn't have to be that good because there weren't very many of them. So you'd get into, like, pretty good bands. This was in NYM where you kind of you, you auditioned to get into the next band up. And my sister played the flute and she was really good, but she'd often not get in, she'd get in the same band as me or definitely not a high band because flute's really competitive. Lots of people play the flute. You have to be really good to stand out. But I'd just rock up being the only euphonium and barely have to practice and just sail along that way. I was also generally the only girl in the section. That was always a, a bonus, get to hang out with the boys. The boys. Yeah, there were a couple of pure tuba players. Not a cute triple players, yeah. No, it wasn't you. <laughs> ah, it wasn't me. No, I'd go and have a tell, but yeah. If I'm, all the flutes were jealous of me, I heard from my sister that I got to sit next to a cute triple player one summer school. So Ooh, nice job. Good work, Robin. That's my what a life. And then brass band, your first brass band was the uh, Footscray? I went straight into the A grade band playing euphonium and I couldn't even play I'd come all the way from wing band, couldn't even read treble clap. Could you you can read treble clap because it went from E flat and it's like Weird bass clappy thing. Still can't. Still can't. <laughs> oh my god! Why did they make you play in tablecloth? It's so like it was ridiculously hard. I think I did one contest on your phone, and they're like downgrade me to second baritone, and that was all right. <laughs> so I had to take that for like a year or two, where I could gradually read enough so I could go back up. And oh, it was harsh. It was a what? And what year was your first contest that you played you for? Would have been the states sometime. And then we did Mount Gambia and that was fun. And then there was Nationals in Adelaide 19 years ago. And that was when you came along, the one you came along to. Year of the Dragon. Year of the Dragon. We played Year of the Dragon. Did you know this is another Year of the Dragon? (gasps) 2024. Maybe a hello, Philip Spark, if you're listening. (laughs) It's on the podcast. Are you going to do an update of Year of the Dragon? The Dragon. I'm with you in a clothes by a black T-shirt. And they were selling things called Year of the Dragon T-shirt. Okay. What year, what year are you born? What year are you born? To, what year was I born? I don't know. Hang on, I'll Google it. You, you talk and entertain our people for a while. And it will... so, so anyway, this is, this is our first podcast and we're trying to not talk over each other and we're failing a little bit. I keep interrupting. Sorry, Robin. But we'll get better. We'll get better. We... Year of the Ox. Year of the, year of the Ox. Okay. Thanks for continuing to listen. What are you, Tim? You're the rat. You're the rat. I'm the rat. I'm the rat. The structure of our show, did we say the structure of our show is going to be the hymn yep. is first? We've done, we've done, we've just done our own choice. We're talking about our history. Yeah. We've done the history. And now after we've done our his, warm of fuzzies, our history, we, uh, we've got a brass band questionnaire. It's a test. So it goes hymn, own choice, then test. And now it's time for the test. I knew the question, so I probably should have thought of answers, but I didn't think about it before this point. No, no, you've got to be unprepared. That's the that's the point. 
All right. Okay. Uh, all right. To, I'll ask you the questions. Maybe we'll just do one each and we won't answer the same ones. Okay. All right. What are your thoughts on... Oh, we already asked this. See, Jack, what's your Jack, like uniform? What do you like about the uniform? Oh, oh, uh, uniform. Uniform is good. Bands should have uniforms that make them look cool. They look really indistinguishable from like, just like people who are like non-musical and like, is that like a server at a restaurant? Is it like an usher at a cinema? And I like bands that wear like colourful jackets and it's like, wow, that's a new. What's your favourite like when you've gone somewhere and seen a really cool uniform? What's your, what do you reckon the best? The best uniform I ever saw in Australia was Kensington and Norwood Brass, K&N from South Australia, because they had uniform pants that had a gold stripe down the pants. Uniform pants, that's real commitment to the band. That's a lot of commitment because like uniform jacket, like hard enough, get one that fits, but like sizing up the pants for a whole band, like good luck, good luck. So I'm a big fan of uniforms and uniform pants and stripes. That sound right? Stripes down the leg, yeah, perfect. And like little look, like caps, marching caps, like old old school, like... Yeah, I did. I played in marching band in the USA. That's a little tidbit about me. And like the uniforms were extreme. They were about like 10 pieces of things you had. You had the things on your arms and the gloves and the hat. I had a big feather in the hat. It was insane. But it really like you put on the uniform and you're like, yeah, I'm ready to go and do the thing. Do you have any photos of yourself in that uniform? We can post one to the side. Yeah, i find one. We'll find one. All right. Oh, well, I'm doing, I'll do one. The biggest mistake you've ever made on stage or like something that's gone wrong in a performance. Yeah, tell me. Tell me. Biggest thing that's gone wrong. Oh, I don't have anything funny. Oh, no, no, no. I'm moving out. Okay. I was doing the, um, like a solos at Nationals. So at Nationals, you can go and compete as a band and then on the following day, you can play something like a concerto or whatever with an accompanist and they just judge. So I was in the opening for any of solos and I, there was something with a mute and then I took the mute out and like knocked over the music stand. And that's so I had my phone in one hand, the mute in the other hand. And the music sound like quite comically slow motion was falling. I was like, oh, God, like drop the mute, tried to go. The stand just like splashes on the floor with all the music everywhere. It was pretty funny. I don't think the adjudicator wasn't behind a screen or anything, so I think they just laughed at me. I came second last. <laughs> Who came last? I missed quite a sizable chunk of music. Well, that was fun. Oh, in a band, you can stuff up and no one notices, do they? I've conducted the wrong amount of bars in, I think. I did. Last time we did a conduct, I just added an entire extra bar and I was like, why is no one coming in? And then like everyone's just laughing at me because I did it in all the rehearsals too. And I said, I won't make that mistake on stage. And then I did. So there you go. Conduct is pretty stressful when you think something's in your opinion. Scores, there's lots of notes on there. It's kind of read it. I just kind of go remember what. As a conductor, do you have to be able to read music? To be a conductor? Yeah, I just want to check. Because sometimes I see conductors and I'm like, it's like it's how you to turn the pages and like I think by the time you get to the performance, you're really just conducting tempo changes. It's like if someone's going to take off, they're kind of going to take off. There's not much you can do. You can't really stop. Although, has anyone had a conductor stop you on stage? You say, no, <laughs> you've done that wrong. That's pretty rare, right? Yeah. No, I've seen it happen. I've, I've seen it happen at a couple of contests where like, I can't remember, but I've seen it at least two or three times where like a band maybe like a C or D grade band would come on and have a really bad opening, like first couple bars, and the conductor just goes, no, 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 we're just going to do that again. And they stopped and let's go again. I respect that. You respect it. When are you, oh, oh, no, I'm in two minds of that. I'm in two minds, but I think like 
Yeah. Um, wouldn't it put everyone off if you stopped and played again? Because then you'd be like, oh, that was... What if it got worse the second time? <laughs> All right. Well, that was my... All right. Things, people falling over. Well, that's a bit related to mine. Have you ever had a thing or a person fall over at a gig, Tim? Oh, no, nothing. Falling off a stage would be a good one. No one's ever fallen off a stage that I know about. Like something in the percussion section often falls over and goes smash, but like rarely at a concert performance. Like in a rehearsal, I feel like percussion's just like doing whatever they do and dropping stuff. No, I've never had a really big fall over. I've seen a tuba fall over. Like someone put a tuba down and it just sort of, that someone was me and it fell over and I was a bit sad, but it was fine. Bounced. No, I don't, I don't have a good falling over on stage story. Do you have any? Someone has a good falling over story. All right. Ben, what's the worst percussion to bullet like a suspended cymbal stand? Wing chimes? Marimba. <laughs> a marimba didn't fall over. All right, I know. This one's a funny one. Okay, Tim, imagine your band, any of your bands. Right, this is a hypothetical person. Someone came to a first rehearsal and then was like, I'm never coming back. Why? I feel like it, it is going to be, in, for my bands, it'll be dependent on who they're sitting next to more than who the conductor is. I feel like my conductors are always and have always been very nice people. But I think sometimes there can be some people in some bands who you might not necessarily want to sit next to for reasons of odour or jokiness or maybe just playing always a little bit out of tune. Is that too harsh? That's just what I assume. That's what I assume. I, I, I well, you know, it's like, what happened to my love? the other second corner chair. It's like, why? What, what is, what's up with that second corner section? It's like, I don't know. Have you seen, have you seen so-and-so? Just, yeah. There's always one there. Yeah. All right. Oh, we could both add to this one. All right. What's the best instrument? Hmm. That's not included. Maybe we say you can't say your own one. Uh, if you could play any other instrument. I want to say bagpipes. No, I don't. I don't want to say bagpipes. I can sort of play bagpipes. I think I think a trombone is probably the coolest one because like, I feel like the trombone is like you can do the jazz, you can do the orchestra, you can do the bands, you can do it all, and you're not like a cornity trumpet person because then you don't have a big head. Best instrument? I'll tell you what. My favourite instrument, if I didn't play euphonium, the bassoon. Love the bassoon. Really? It's so like... And it makes me laugh every time. But whenever I'm in wind band and I have a line with the bassoon, I just feel sorry for them because no one can hear them because I'm way louder. Yeah, I had to play orchestra. Can I talk orchestra talk? Or is that rude? Do you remember Matthew Neal, Matty Neal? He played bassoon in NYSB. He's, anyway, he's a, he's a super amazing bassoon player now, like all around the, the world touring and stuff. I remember I had to play Melbourne Youth Orchestra, was doing... Symphony Fantastique by Berlioz and Fabian Russell was conducting and I was ju- I was just working at the concert venue and then suddenly the other tuba player couldn't do the gig so I had to like sight read it on stage <laughs> with Fabian conducting and I remember distinctly Maddie Neal was playing bassoon and he played something there's like a unison line that had like two tubas on it I think it was me and Danny Malia if you know Danny and then Maddie Neal playing bassoon and he sounded like the most glorious chainsaw noise, just like bassoon power, like cutting through the tubers, and it was really, really cool. So, yeah, bassoon, good choice, good choice. I think I've always loved the Sorcerer's Apprentice, you know. Whenever solo a bassoon has. And the grandfather in Peter and all, it's the only time I like a bassoon. All right, different instrument. Okay, here's the real, this is the real question. Tim, do you practice? When was the last time you practiced? 
honesty hour, honesty hour. I did not practice. So I did an undergrad music degree and I probably stopped practicing after my last exam. And I feel like I've only really, sorry, every other conductor I've ever had, only really started practicing properly again in maybe like the last couple of weeks. So I was like, ooh. <laughs> I, so I would say I've gone like, I don't know, probably 18 years without practicing. I feel like you reach, you like, you reach a dead and then you kind of like, you got down a bit, but like you can kind of maintain it, can't you? As long as you've got somewhere in uni, you can just coast for a little bit. I mean, many people might disagree with me. Yeah, I, say, I think especially on like maybe instruments that traditionally have a less technical part to play. I feel like if you know how to breathe good and you play low brass, you're kind of fine. And like you can visualise, like you look at notes, you're like, I know how that should sound. Yeah. And then like you can always get close enough usually to not get second looked at, but perfect, mm, maybe not so often. Nah. So I reckon I probably stopped practicing for like mm, many, many years. But you got it out again a few weeks ago. I'm yeah. back. I got it out. I got it out. I'm, I'm practicing. I'm committing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sound real good again. <laughs> what about What about you, Robin? I don't. I don't practice at all. Well, I got to band the other night. I was like, well, last time I, I like literally get my instrument out at gigs. My fourth bout didn't work the other night. Cool. I had big cadenzas. Better practice it in the break. Lucky no one can, else can see my music, except Brendan and Chiba player, who then gave me this really sarcastic clap, and everyone else started clapping. I was like, I haven't played any notes, right? But the condenser, no one else knows what notes I'm supposed to play, right? As long as you own it, you got to sell it. And the rest of the time, I had this other euphonium guy called Doug, and he played all the high notes for me. It was awesome. How is Doug? How is Doug? Is Doug still playing? Granny played the bassoon in Knoxley. I was about to say, we should, we should get him on. We should get him on, get a bassoonist view. We should get him on. We'll get it. Well, we've got to not like just interview our friends. We've got to, we're going to cast a wide net. So maybe if you're not friends with us, get in touch with us and we can meet you and then we can be friends. That would be good, wouldn't it? That'd be great. More friends. We'll probably already talked too long. Well, our time limit was 20 minutes, half an hour. Oh, what are we at? Hold on. 29 minutes. All right. All right. After our t- uh, questions, or oh, were there any more good questions? There was a question about the year of the dragon. What's the weirdest thing someone brought to a rehearsal that you've been at? Baby. Yeah, baby. Baby. Who brought a baby to your rehearsal? I bring babies to my rehearsals, but they're my own babies, so that's fine. Oh, just, just, you know, but back, back in the day, people have brought babies to rehearsals, and I'm like, why is a baby here? What's going on? It's weird. Why is there, why is there a baby at rehearsal? Nice to just, like, have the baby in the carrier, and some people would just, like, I'll just be playing along, and be like, baby attached to your stomach? Like, ah, what's it to you? Got the little headphones on, I protect his ears. So once I put the baby down right in front of the bass amp and then the guy started playing and the baby started crying. But I felt like a bad mum. But you're not you're not a bad mum, Robin. You're a great mum. Mm. Yeah, great mum. We left the baby two-week-old baby just on the side of the stage at an Oktoberfest. It's like, whose baby is that? It's like someone in the band, obviously. Child protection's listening. Child protection's listening. No, no, no. Ah, they're all fine. They're all very well adjusted. And who knows? They, they'll be all musicians one day or they'll be kicked out of our family. Ah, what about dogs? Anyone brought a dog? Anyone brought a bagpipes to wrestle when you wrestles? Some uh, people have some interesting things, I think. I think tubers, tubers get interesting at a rehearsal, I reckon. Just like side, I know we're finishing up, but like sometimes you see a tuba player rock up with like a couple of different tubers as well as like a couple of moots. And it's like, why did you bring all of this stuff to rehearsal? It's like, no one understands how hard it is to play tuba. It's tough. Yeah. They don't fit anyway. Why, why do you need different tubas? You explain that tuba sense to me. Uh, I don't, we, don't, we don't barely have time. 
there are tubas in four different keys. They're in B flat, they're in C, and E flat and F. And isn't that very confusing with the fingering? Depends on how big your brain is. So for me, constantly confused, constantly confused. But in bass clef, in a concert band, like none of the parts are transposed, so everything's written that pitch, and you just got to know the four different fingerings for that pitch if you're playing the four different tubas. And then some tubas are like like the biggest gap is like a B flat tuba to an F tuba, so like a fifth. So if you're playing high bits, you play the high tuba, or low bits, you play the low tuba. That's, that feels like cheating to me. See, I play all the bits on the one instrument. Yeah, but tubas are like more special. So special, so special. It's like the person with the biggest instrument then has to bring two of those instruments. It really doesn't seem fair to me. I feel like flutes should have to bring two flutes. I think there was some, something in the UK where one of the test pieces that was chosen kind of recently had two different mutes that the tubers had to use. So not only did bands have to get there with their tubers tough enough, but I guess it's the UK, so everything's just a bust right away. No big deal, right? But then yeah, they had to come with like a straight mute and like the cup, Dennis Wiki cup mute things as well. A tuba cup mute? I've never seen such a ridiculous thing. It's a big, big silver thing. It looks like a spaceship that sticks on the top. No, I'm not with a cup mute, but like for a tuba. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen that. Yeah. Dennis, Dennis Wick makes everything. Hi, Dennis, if you're listening. <laughs> That seems ridiculous. I'm sure it makes the sound different, but anyway. All right, here we go. We've done our brass band questionnaire to each other. Yay. All right, now we move on to the march, current events. Oh, so currently, yeah. We're all just getting ready for naturals, really, aren't we? Got any more gigs in our bands? i got lots going on. Footscray, Footscray Arable City Band's got a bunch of gigs coming up. I think we've got something in February and like a pre-nationals concert in March. But then also the New Zealand Pipe Band Championships are coming up. I'm going to go to them and stream them, but I'm not going to play there in March as well. So March is a bit busy. And then maybe I'm going to play with Granger Wind Symphony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do a gig there. They're always fun. I love this thing out. Some bands just do like, we're just going to do five concerts a year and you just you just play your music and play the concert and they're, they're really it's nice, whereas the brass bands are like very contest. It's like high stress, like lots of rehearsals, whereas often concert bands just have a nice kind of... Yeah, it's true. And I, I think as well, probably like the two weeks before nationals or week before nationals will be like the most concerts by bands going on on the same day right around the country. I reckon every band will do like their pre, pre-nationals pre concert run through like week before or two weeks before. So 17th of March... 23rd of March, go get out there. I'm sure there'll be a concert. That was our current event section. All right, we need a sign-off, a song, a song. We can sing Year of the Dragon, the fast bit. Oh, no. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye.